When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That Rather Cavaliers podcast, Cleveland Cavaliers podcast. Yo, before we get into the show, we just like to say to all our audio listeners, please just search us on FFSN, That Rather Cavalier. Give us a five-star rating and follow us on Apple and Spotify. And watch us live here on the Know-It-Alls podcast YouTube channel. And be sure to subscribe, share your thoughts in the live chat, and lastly, tell your friends and all your buddies, hey, that Rather Cavaliers is rocking, talking that Cleveland Cavaliers off-season news that's going to help us move forward trying to get a chip up in the land. Hey, but before we get into the conversation and we intro with the fellas, run the tape, dog. Let's see what's going on with that Rather Cavaliers podcast land. So the next couple of weeks is just kind of like me just relaxing, me just reflecting on the season and just enjoying some sunshine. In terms of personnel, you know, obviously we're going to look at uh, what we can do to adjust, but there's no sweeping changes. Um, no one's going to panic off of this uh, first round loss. The comment he made shows what I've been talking about from day one. What, what comment? The, 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 the we're not making sweeping no changes. No sweeping changes. For sure, for sure. We're rocking it out here with the podcast. With my man Tay Boy Fresh and my boy BP, I'm Big G, and let's do what we do with that rather Cavaliers talk. Question round panel, going around the horn trying to figure out how we can solve this thing for the Cavaliers moving forwards. Question number one with the fellas. Fellas, should the Cavaliers run it back next year as is with the roster? Go ahead, BP. Uh, you know, I... I'm still and looking back at the season. I still think it was a success as far as the regular season goes. They won 51 games. You remember this Cavs team was winning 22 games a year. Uh, we, we, they talk about the core four, which is, you know, uh, the two guards and the two big guys. And then you got Karis Levert makes five. I'm okay with those five guys, but I think that they're going to have to, you know, fix it around the edges with three or four other guys. If you looked, if I look back at the series, the Cavs averaged 18 points per game less than they did in the regular season. Then the Knicks completely stymied them. The Cavs only played seven guys in this series. So, you know, obviously the general manager of the Cavs says he's going to run it back, but I say run it back with the core four, add Karis Levert, and they're going to need about three or four new guys. That's my opinion, and we could talk about it further. (laughs) 
BP said, that's my opinion, and I'm sticking to it. Tayboy Fresh, man, how you feeling about the Cavs running it back next season? What's up, big GBP, man? Um, In my opinion, man, there's no way they can run back out there with this same team. I mean, even if it's just changes around the per- periphery, like like BP said, you, you, you need – I mean, I give them more than four players. I, I Well, five with Levert. I like Okoro. I feel like Okoro is the only one in this Knicks series that actually shows some fight and some heart. He's the only one. Um, I could I can work with Lamar Stevens. Hopefully, all off seasons he's in the gym working on his jumper, but I can work with him. Um, they say Rubio is going to play for the Spanish national team this year and get a lot of reps as he wasn't getting during the season because they were kind of taking him slow. Then in the playoffs, he just wasn't working so. He's on he has, he's on a two year deal. We can bring him back and see how he does. Um, they do have some new potential reinforcements in Khalifa Diop playing over in Spain. They drafted him last year. I think like one of the top picks in the second round, seven foot center. They need they need some size now since so they got rid of Kevin Love. Um, I could see him coming over and Luke Travers is an all around all around baller from Australia with a with a mullet. You know, he, he used to play with the boy from Oklahoma, Josh Giddy. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I like I like I like his game. I don't know what they could do, but why not bring him up? I mean, because you got it, you got a few guys just sitting on the bench that's not playing. I don't see Robin Lopez coming back. They just signed Dean Wade to a to a three-year, $18 million deal earlier this over earlier this season. For sure. Um I'm trying to think who else is on that bench. I don't, I don't see Danny Green coming back. Do you guys see Danny Green coming back? Nah. No. Yeah. No. I mean, Jetty, I think, you, didn't, you didn't mention Jetty Osmond. Yeah, I like Jetty at times. At times, mm, I can do without Jetty. But I think I think Jetty is trade bait with the way his contract is. I think he has $8 million this year coming up, partially guaranteed. He can make some money work for a player. I don't know who. But – that's my take, man. They, they they can't run it back. I did in that in that video clip that we played. Jared Jared Allen's demeanor is beyond me. Huh. Oh, we just got Will four to one. I made Mitchell Robinson look like Nate Tomlin to Bill Russell, and I'm gonna go to the beach and just relax. Give me a break, Jared <laughs> Allen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's supposed to be gym time to try to get it in for the Cavs and work through your discrepancies, especially becoming a more aggressive offensive threat for the Cavs. So I'm hearing a consensus that we're talking about moving forward with the Cavs and them changing the roster to get players around Mitchell. So before I ask the next question, I just want to pivot and ask this question to both of you guys. Would you rather have a 3 and D, or would you rather have a big that can make Mitchell that more valuable? 3 or D or big, which way would you go? I think in the in the modern NBA, man, I mean, you need three and D. Evan Evan Mobley is your big. Even even if you can't get off Jared Allen, and I like Jared Allen, I just didn't like the way he played this playoff series. He didn't show any urgency. But even, even if you bring Jared Allen off the pitch, he's a great he's a great center. Um, a three and D guy with just solidified the lineup. I think you put a three and D guy assuming. Three and D means he can hit threes. He's a shooter. Yeah. Put him in at the three. Mobley, Mobley at the four. And if you, if you run it back, Mobley, 
Allen Mobley, the three and D guy you talk about, whoever it is, Mitchell and Garland with Lavert off the bench, with Okoro off the bench as a defensive stopper, and oh. now you're starting to stretch out your bench with the with the acquisition of a three and D guy and just changing the rotation a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm digging it. BP, do we go big or we go three and D to help the Cavs? Well, I think the Cavs, first of all, need a, a really solid backup center. Robin Lopez did not work out at all. And, of course, you know, when the Cavs cut Kevin Love loose, you know, they miscalculated. That was a big mistake. He's exactly what they needed against the Knicks, a guy yeah. to get rebounds, box out, make some threes. You know, he's doing pretty well for the Miami Heat right now. BP, can I just – Jump yeah. in and say that that, that wasn't that, that wasn't exclusively on the Cavs. They gave Kevin Love what he requested. Well, he, to be honest, he, was, he, he wasn't in the, the rotation. Cavs, he wanted to go somewhere and play. I mean, the Cavs brought in Danny Green, and I think that really pissed off Kevin Love, and that's what set him off. They, you know, they brought in Danny Green. I didn't think the Danny Green move was going to work out from the from the beginning. I just didn't. I think he was too old to get on the court. Yeah, he was. You know, so and I think that pissed Kevin Love off and. Kevin Love was getting those DNPs every night. Yeah. So, you know, the Cavs made a mistake in that one, and they thought Dean Wade could take up the slack, and Dean Wade was terrible. So when you really look at the Cavs-Knicks series, they had no big guys coming off the bench. Yeah. It's possible, you know, Allen and Mobley were gassed going up against Mitchell Robinson and Randall. And I'm not excusing their horrible performance, but the Cavs didn't help them out. They had no backup big, so... One of my guys, I think the Cavs look at a solid backup center like a Thomas Bryant or like a Nerlens Noel, somebody that can come in, give them some minutes, block some shots, get some yeah. rebounds. And regarding the three and D thing, I think the Cavs definitely need to try to find a starting small forward this offseason. If it's Bojan Bogdanovic from Detroit, because they're rebuilding, he's 34 years old. Right. Maybe we can get him or yeah. maybe Kelly Oubre Jr. So there are opportunities for the Cavs to, to improve the roster. Yeah, for sure. I'll, I'll even like the aspect of maybe getting Buddy Hill to come to Cleveland. You know, I think he's a perfect fit and perfect player for the Cavaliers for sure. So I'm going to ask the next question. Was Isaac Okora dropping a subtitle hint when he said that you can't teach toughness and physicality? It has to be in you versus trying to teach it. What subtle, message was subtle, he trying to sell? Subtle hint. Subtle hint. Yeah. What message was he trying to send to the team? Was he saying you guys are soft? Or you guys need to play, or you guys need to get tough. What was he trying to say? Take, tell me, what was he saying, man? Big G, as, as I said in the opening, um, Isaac Accor was the only one that came to play. He's the only one going mano a mano with the New York Knicks, trying to get in Jalen Brunson's jockstrap, dean him up, playing, going to the hole with with with, with physicality, trying to match the Knicks' physicality. He even, I mean. He wouldn't even have been the best match on on uh, Julius Randle. Not because it's a good matchup, but just because he was the only one showing that type of effort. Yeah. No other Cav was. So I think he was frustrated because he know that he I think he knew the effort he was putting out there during the series at MSG. And I think that was just his subtle way of saying, like, cause cause because you know, I think JB, the coach, has said, uh, you know, we needed to be, we need to turn up the physicality. And the coral saying that's something you can't just turn up. That's not something you just off and on. That's just, that's just part of your DNA. And I think the only two players we have that are like that are, are Okoro and, and Stevenson. 
Lamar Stevenson, all, all the other guys, the core four, they all nice guys, man. Ain't nothing wrong being a nice guy. But when it comes to that playoffs, NBA playoffs, we've watched the NBA playoffs for, for 40 years, Big G. I'm going back to the Celtics-Lakers series back in the 80s. You remember you remember Kurt Rambis and Kevin McHale? It, oh, yeah. it, I mean, was, and the Detroit brutal. Pistons and Jordan. It yeah. get dirty in the playoffs, man. You got you got to be ready to 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 take that head on, man. You can't you can't you can't run away from that confrontation, that adversity. You got to yeah. embrace it. I agree. I agree. You know, you have to have some type of mental and physical toughness, for sure, to to win in the playoffs. VP, is he sending a message to his squad, man? Is he saying you guys are soft? Ain't soft enough, or you're too soft? And it's time for you to step up your game and get tough. Yeah, he was, you know, he was sort of telling it like it is. I mean, Mobley, I think he's almost too nice of a guy and too shy. He's going to mentally get a lot tougher and a lot sharper and a lot meaner. He's just too nice and too shy. You know, that's the NBA is about, it's the opposite. You got to be brash and tough. Look at Steph Curry yesterday. He's 34 years old. He took 38 shots. Yeah. He willed his team to victory. Yeah. They, by all means, should have lost game seven. They won by 20. Yeah. You know, so I think this whole Cavs team from from the first guy to the, the coaching staff, the, they all disappoint us. The front office, they all disappoint us. It's not just even the players. I thought Kobe Altman disappointed us and JB's strategy wasn't that good. Like yesterday, the Miami Heat, they played a zone against the Knicks and it worked. You know, the Cavs never played a zone defense against the Knicks. That would have been a good idea against a guy like, uh, you know, RJ Barrett who can't shoot. Yeah. So I, I'm not going to even like say, I'm not going to blame everything on Jared Allen or Mobley. It's really like the whole team from, you know, the top guys in the front office, the coaching staff and the players, they're all to blame. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's just like, it's just like, you know, big G you, 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 you've raised, you've raised three daughters and you've, so you parent, you know, kid, when you, when you coddle in enable down the line, that's only going to be at the detriment of the child. Yes. And JB and Kobe Allman, oh well, we won 51 games. Oh, well, we had the number one defense, and like all these, all these markers you talk about, yeah, they had a good regular season. You know, you coach the regular season is not with the intensity and ferocity of the of the playoffs. Yeah. And so you you can say all those things, and it means nothing when you got your butt with four games to one. Yeah. For sure, one thing I, I want to mention, it was to me, it was like complete bully ball. We were bullied at every position. Jalen Brunson bullied Garland. Josh Hart bullied Donovan Mitchell. Randall completely bullied Evan Mobley. I mean, he was getting the ball and blasting him into the into the basket. You know, I mean, yeah. he was like, it was, and then of course Mitchell Robinson bullied Jared Allen. It was a complete beatdown. Yeah. So and I'm glad I'm glad you brought up that point too about the Miami Heat, how they how they approached the Knicks. The Miami Heat outdid the Knicks yesterday at what they're what they're good at, and they're actually their big was playing more of a point position. He was setting the other players up to score. So you know, I think that's where I think we have to have a big that's able to pass and distribute the ball because it helps the other players. That's just my thinking. But Evan, Evan Mobley can be can be that big, and I think going into next year, you're gonna see more of that. You can't just rely on Darius Garland, Donovan Mitchell, just taking turns playing iso ball iso ball going one-on-one passing around the perimeter and finding the shot you need to be inside out high post get Evan Mobley more involved as a facilitator but the thing I want to go back to the thing about Miami is what we just talked about the cast what's Miami always have culture yeah toughness yeah 
Pat Riley, Eric Spolstra don't play that. Yeah. Jimmy Butler don't play that. Yeah. Old vet, Udonis Haslam on the bench don't play that. Yeah. Bam Adebayo don't play that. Kyle right. Lowry don't play that. Right, right. They're no, tough. No, no, they're tough. That is yeah. that the exact word. They're tough. And the Cavs lack toughness. Yeah, yeah. So that yeah. definitely identifies some targets. BP, you had something. Also, talking about that Heat game yesterday where the Heat played the Knicks, they had they had Jimmy Butler was defending Brunson right from the jump. So that shows you they gave him a ton of respect where we had Garland on Brunson. To me, that was a huge mistake. Yeah. That's why Isaac Okoro, I think he's overrated on defense, but at least he should have been on Brunson for 40 minutes. Oh. So I think the Cavs made a mistake by, you know, they benched Okoro for a couple of games and they, you know, you know it was too much indecision on the Cavs part. They should have had a stronger game plan and they should have stuck to their game plan. For sure. For sure. Hey, so we talked about a couple of the overseas stashes that the Cavs got going on briefly when we first came on. But do you think and feel that those overseas stashes could help that roster and a broader look and saying, okay, we switched the roster up, bring these guys in, give them an opportunity to fill the six, seven, and eight positions on the team. Tate, I'll start with you. The two overseas stashes, you talked on it already, but just really tell me, do they work to help build the Cavs roster? I think they're, I think they're at the very least, right? They're, they're young, cheap players, right? Yeah. They both were second-round draft picks. They both are are like all-stars in their respective leagues where we're in, in Spain and in Australia. Um, so, I mean, I don't think it can hurt. I mean, you bring up Diop and, and send, send uh, Robin Lopez out. Yeah. I mean, he's older. He probably he probably is going to retire. Yeah. And then the other guy, Travers, he's just all – he's, he's Chetty. So, he, he's a cheaper Chetty. Yeah. You go ahead and trade, try and package Chetty somewhere with Dylan Windler. Somebody want to get off some money and uh, take those guys. And I think they both got like the next year's the last year in their contracts. And go ahead and get rid of those guys and bring those two guys up. And then then and then see see what you're working with, you know? Yeah. And I really, I really think just for energy purposes with the Canton charge, we got a couple players there. D D Akiti played good a few games this year. And you got uh Sharif. Sharif Cooper, who was a, a G League All Star, yeah, he was a high. I think he was a first round pick in the draft by Atlanta a few years ago. He was. Go ahead, go Play ahead and bring round. him up. Yeah, bring him up. Let him back up Garland and Rubio. I mean, Neto's a veteran. He makes more money than what Sharif Cooper would make. So go ahead and try and just you know just shake it up a little bit where you can easily, and then see what moves you can make when free agency starts and the trade season starts for the off season. Yes, sir. I, I, I'm, I'm riding with it, Tate. BP, the overseas stashes, does it work to shake the roster in Cleveland? To be honest, in my opinion, those guys are very raw prospects. I don't think they're ready for prime time. Remember, the Cavs are in a very tough Eastern Conference. You got Milwaukee, Boston, Philly, the Knicks, you know, um, Atlanta, Miami. These are all veteran teams, so I don't think those guys will see the court. That's my opinion. You know, you know, you know, you know, BP, Miami got like four and drafted free agents playing on their team. And they're yeah, but those and they're, guys have paid their dues in the NBA. I mean, I think I've seen those guys play that the Cavs, they just drafted them last year. So they're pretty young prospects. But my, I, don't my, think, my, I, don't, my, I don't think they're going to make a difference for next my, season. My question is what you say. I'm not saying they make a difference, but would you rather have Diop on the bench to go to than, than Robin Lopez? Well, yeah, but you're talking about the 12th guy in the team when only seven guys played in this last series for the Cavs. So in the playoffs, 
the rotations are shortened up to seven, eight guys. Wow. I think the Cavs really need to, you know, pound the pavement and find, you know, three more solid rotation guys. One thing I want to say is look at the Celtics. They brought in Malcolm Brogdon, an all-star caliber player. He's coming off the bench. Then you got that Derek White coming off the bench. Then you got Grant Williams coming off the bench and Robert Williams. Like those guys are starters coming off the bench. That's why the Celtics are good. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But but the issue is, oh, wow, look at that picture. He's saying that could be the potential next year for who? The Cleveland Cavaliers? Oh, the, 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 the availability of those players, I think they're free agents. And yeah. I do, and, and for the audio people, let's say who they are. We got, we got Bogdanovich from Detroit. We got Kyle Anderson from the Minnesota Timberwolves. We got Finney Smith from the Brooklyn Nets and Tim Hardaway. Of those four players that are pictured right there that, we're, that we see, I, give me Finney Smith. Yeah, well, I agree. I agree with that because he's a three and D six foot. I've had my eye on him for a couple of years now from the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah. You know, he can hit the three pointer. He shoots about 40% from three and he's a very solid about six foot eight defender that we need. RJ Barrett destroyed us because with his height, he was slashing to the basket and getting layups. Right. And, and Bogdanovich, I like his game, but he is 34 years old. So he's, you know, getting up there. For sure. But I, I think potentially Cleveland could get maybe two of those guys. And in a fantasy land, maybe three. But realistically, Cleveland could grab two of those guys and add them to the roster and give some depth. And like what you're talking about, get a solid eight or nine man rotation to move us forward and have a solid roster. That's just my thinking. Two well, of those that, guys would, would work great. That's a good point. But, you know, we are on the salary cap. You know, we are pretty high on the cap. I think there's this mid-level exception for about $12 million. That's that's where we could slot in one of these type of guys. Now, Bogdanovich makes $19 million a year. But these other guys, and, and Tim Hardaway Jr. makes a lot of money. I really don't need him because Karis LeVert does what he does. Yeah. So, you know, and then this Kyle Anderson is like a Swiss Army knife kind of guy. You know, he's, you know, they call him slow-mo. But he's, you know, he he's a good solid player to have coming off your bench. Yeah, for sure. For sure. What you guys, what, what you guys think? He's a big mouth and he's uh, caused a lot of trouble in Memphis. But I, I don't think Dylan Brooks, will be, Dylan Brooks will be back in Memphis. Any potential? I, I like that. I like that idea. Because he's a tough, you know, he can score the ball. A lot of people are painting him as like a thug, but he can, he's a solid NBA player. He, you know, but I would take him in a heartbeat, put him at my starting small forward, and that'll give us some, you know, grit. And, you know, we'll be a lot tougher with him. We need yeah, I like, I like, I like, I like the idea of him. Of course, he is, a free agent. He, he is yeah. available. And yeah. like I said, we, that's we, why I brought we, him up. Yeah. The Cavs probably need to trim the fat. I would get rid of. I would even get rid of Rubio. I'd get rid of Dean Wade. I'd get rid of Robin Lopez. Before you know it, you got you know ten, twelve million dollars to but get rid can of. Can you can can you get rid of Dean Wade? You I mean, literally just offload, saw him. Him, offload him to somebody because that was a mistake. He's, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't make himself look valuable in, in a potential trade of getting giving somebody his past they might playoff. Have to just buy him out. I mean, they've bought out bigger guys than him, but you know they're probably stuck with him. But you know. You know, Jetty Osmond, he's cheap. He makes seven or eight million a year. They, they yeah. might keep him. They might let him go. Maybe they trade him, but they're not going to get much for him. He, he, you know, he's he is what he is. Those, yeah. those, those are the places where where you can shake it up. Players like Jetty, no, no reason to hang on to Dylan Windler. Like no, I said, no, Neto, he may have only signed a one year deal. I actually it, think it, that Neto's pretty good. I, I would take him as my backup point guard if I had to. 
Well, see, I, I didn't. And, well, I think I think that the youth youth is the way to go. That's why I said bring up Sharif Cooper. Yeah, and that's um, that's fine. But he's all really he's pretty short, so he would probably get. There must be a reason why he's in the G League, you know, probably because of his height, his defense. But he's put up some pretty good numbers in the G League, so I mean, you're on target there. But you know, it's up to the Cavs to to make these decisions. But it should be very I mean, interesting what they do. When when we talk about running it back, well, we know we're running it back with with Allen Mobley, Mitchell Garland. So everybody else, it's all on the table. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying that the guys from overseas will come over and do anything, but some needs to be shaken up. You know. So it, it, yeah. let me ask this question to both of you. I wouldn't trade Mitchell, but I, and I wouldn't trade Mobley. But would you look at trading the other two if you could get a better piece? No, I don't. I think I think Garland wants to be there. Okay. If anything, I think you're looking to trade Mitchell maybe after this year because Mitchell Mitchell seemed like he homesick in New York. I don't think he wanted to even beat New York. Yeah. You know. So and he has two years on his three years on his deal, right. but the last one's a player option, so he can opt out. Right. And all the talk since the playoffs has been over is like Donovan Mitchell. Wish he wishes he had got traded to New York. It was a shock that he was traded to Cleveland. Yeah, he's trying to make the best of it. He gave us a good year in the regular season, but if we talking about big big game hunting, dangle him out there, see what you can get. Don't mean don't because you got you got Garland and Mobley, so you okay. got two young superstars under contract. So don't don't be scared to try and see what you can get for Mitchell if it's me. Yeah, okay, I, I like that. BP, do we yeah, do we he, hang any of the big four out there? To be honest, I mean, um, you know, right now, Jared Allen is, you know, you would be selling him at a low point in the market because he didn't do well against Mitchell Rock, getting much back for Jared Allen. Now, obviously, you don't want to get rid of, I don't want to get rid of Donovan Mitchell. I mean, I gave up a ton to get this guy. I'll, I'm going to be giving away draft picks until 2029 to pay off this trade. So I don't want to oh. get rid of him for pennies on the dollar. Yeah. So, well, I don't, I don't, I, mean, I don't I think, think it would be, I don't think it would be pennies on the dollar because. He just probably had a first team all pro season. And if, 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 in, if in two years he's going to leave you anyway, you have to just be look, looking at it like that. I'm not saying you dang, let me trade him now, but you keep that phone line open and you take calls after this season coming up. I, to be I, really I, honest, I, in my opinion, you know, Garland, I, I, I would, I think Donovan Mitchell and Garland kind of do the same thing. They're both six foot one, you know, scoring guards. Yeah. But I don't think the Cavs want to get rid of Garland and he's got a huge contract. He'll, you know, he's making that max contract about 38 million a year. So, you know, good luck trading him. You know, just about every team in the NBA already has a starting uh, point guard, you know. So I think the Cavs should run it back with the, the core four, with bring back Karis LeVert because he is a free agent. They don't have to bring back Karis LeVert, but they probably will. Yeah. And then I think they should improve the team around the, on the fringes with three or four new guys. And you know, and run it back from there. I also, I think with another year of experience, Evan Mobley will be better. He, he yeah. did disappoint us all in the playoffs, and I think he's gonna. It was a good learning lesson for him. Yeah, it's, it's definitely time for Evan Mobley to jump from here to here because everybody's saying across the league that the kid has the potential to be one of the best players in the NBA. So it's time for Evan Mobley to hit that off season, hit that weight room, get bigger, stronger, faster, and really develop his game and start taking over to be the lead dog for the Cleveland Cavaliers. I heard he's getting a, heard he's getting a, a gym a gym built in his house like I, th this summer. I'm yeah, not mad can, at him. 
I'm not mad at him. <laughs> Make whatever, yeah, yeah. do whatever you got to do to put yourself in position to become a champion. You know, one Fellas. thing you, got, you were talking about some of those foreign guys, but Evan Mobley's brother is a pretty good ball player, Isaiah Mobley. You know, yeah. You know, I always thought maybe he could be the backup center, but you know, he's also kind of light in the britches. But he played center at USC. Yeah. Maybe maybe he'll get a chance on the roster to help out. Right, for sure. Yeah, I like I, I like him too, and they play well together. I mean, they're 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 high low, you know, big to big pass, mm -hmm. and they have an understanding, a lifelong understanding of each other. I mean, he. And, and he's a decent defensive player. He's not he's not Jared Allen at the top of Jared Allen's defensive game, but man, it, it's about the offense too. He he brings more. He he brings three point shooting, capable three point shooter. He brings, like I said, that big to big passing. I, I wouldn't be mad if he. I mean, I think he. I think he will get more time next year. Oh, for sure. One thing I did want to mention. You know, we could talk about this down the road, but you know, the Cavs do have the 49th pick in the draft, which is a second round pick. I have some connections at the Cavs. I emailed them some of my thoughts on some of the college draft picks. So, you know, there are some, I think there's about three small forwards that the Cavs could draft either in a move up into the first round, which, you know, it's not that hard to do in the NBA draft after like pick 14, you know, you can move into the first round pretty easily. Yeah. So there is some help possibly in the uh, college draft and there's some big men too in the college draft. Some, you know, the guy that played for Gonzaga that drew Timmy, there's some big dudes. Uh, you know, the guy Timmy, that played at Purdue is seven foot four. Well, he went back. He went back to college. He's going to try the NBA, but he still hasn't signed with an agent. But but the kid from Gonzaga would be a perfect fit for the Cavs. A I mean, perfect guy is, fit. I mean, sometimes you know, a lot of times these guys, you know, they don't test well. They're not fast. They don't jump. But he's a he's a basketball player. Yeah. You know, he might have a spot in the NBA. Same thing with you know, there's a guy, the guy from Purdue. He's only seven foot four. That, yeah. that Ed Edie, Zach yeah. Edie. Yeah, but Again, he's, he's not supposed to be a second round pick. Right, but that, I don't think Edie's he's he's declared, but he hasn't signed with an agent. He's gonna test the, the thing and he's probably gonna go back to school. Seriously. Oh. I, I, that's yeah. what I'm hearing all up here, you know, around Ohio, that okay. he's headed back to Purdue for next season. Because I think he was a senior. I'm pretty sure he was a senior, but No, he has got one more year. One more okay. year of eligibility. Okay. Yep. Yep. But like I said, there is an option of the college draft as well. You know, where and you know, there's there's players to be had there. You know, if the Cavs do their research, and I know they did. Yeah. Uh, he he would never be there, but I like the the kid from from Indiana, Jackson. Yeah. Well, he's Jackson. The, he's Del, you know he's about the Del, 20th. Del Davis's son. Yeah. Yeah, he's been slotted like twenty to twenty fifth pick. So I mean, he could be had. It's not like he's a top five pick, top ten pick. So, yeah. Right, I like a guy like him. I like, I like his energy and toughness and rebounding. I like what he brings. I mean, I think that would be a good fit too. Yeah, like gritty kids to bring him in for the Cavs, fellas. One quick question before we do our parting <laughs> shots and get out of here: Do the Cavs win more or less next year for the season? We had a total of fifty-one last year, more or less. What do you see for the Cavs going into that crystal ball? BP, what do you see, man? You know, I still see a good team here. You know, yeah, it's, we're all disappointed with the ending of the season, but this is a young team, you know, on the rise. So I, they won 51 games this year. I see them winning more games next year. You know, not a ton of games. They're not going to win 60 games, but I see them going, you know, 53 wins, 54 wins, if they make the right moves in the offseason. Now, you never know. I actually, you know, the Cavs seem to be married to this Isaac Okoro. I think he's good, but, you know, I think Obi Toppin outplayed him in the Knicks series. So, 
you know, again, if, you know, I, I can see them making some strong changes, maybe going with some, you know, burlier veteran guys. So again, if the Cavs make some right moves, you know, Okoro could be used as trade bait also. Yeah. So if they make the right moves, I think they'll win more games next year than they did this past year. For sure. Tate, plus or minus 51 for the Cavs. Well, first, I, I want to say, piggyback, piggyback off what BP was talking about, I like Isaac Okoro. I like him a lot. I, look, but I We just said, what does the Cavs need? Toughness. And we want to trade away the toughest guy that's currently on the team? I don't necessarily agree with that. Um, he does need offensive work, but if you remember his first three or four years, you remember how Jimmy Butler was? Yeah. Jimmy Butler was just a, a defensive player. Yeah. The only thing in Chicago. Butler, Butler was the 30th pick in the draft. This kid was the fifth pick in the draft. So in my well, opinion, it, he's been he's been disappointing, you know, for the fifth pick in the he's draft. Been, he's been he's been he's, disappointing. I don't, I don't know if he's been disappointing, but I mean well, me, I mean he's scoring four, six points a game. Four 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 fifth pick, but we knew we knew he was all defense. And in fairness to Isaac Okoro, he really hasn't had a chance to 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 show his offensive game. Not that he has much of one. But they want him to spot up in the corner and shoot. When he when he gets his opportunity to try and drive hard to the basket, he usually does well. I think his free throw shooting went up to seventy five percent this year, so he's trending in the right direction. I think, and he's the toughest defender and toughest guy on the team. But far as fifty one wins, Big G, I don't care. They can win forty seven games. Yeah. Do something in the playoffs. Every the, the the good teams don't worry about the regular season. They just want to get in, and if you can get a top four seed and get uh home court advantage in the first round, you go for it. Yeah. But I mean, you know, that's that that's not the thing here. So they went from they went from twenty two to forty four wins to fifty one wins. Now if they if they settle somewhere around anywhere between forty eight and fifty four, that's a six game spread. It really yeah. don't matter to me. Yeah. It matters to me what you do in the playoffs. Yeah. If that's, so that's never go ahead, go ahead. No, so I'm just saying that's where I'm at. Yeah. If that's never more evident, that's evident in this year's playoffs. Seating had no, 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 nothing. You got the Golden State Warriors playing the Los Angeles Lakers out west. You got the Phoenix Suns who knocked off the Los Angeles Clippers. You got the, the New York Knicks lower seed five playing the eight seed Miami Heat. Seating doesn't matter. I want to get in the playoffs and make some noise. And that's how Absolutely. it works. Yeah, that's how look, it works. The, the, the Golden State's going to be hosting the, the Lakers, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Golden State's a six. The Lakers is a seven. Yep. All right, fellas. Parting shots. What you got to say tonight about those Cavs and moving forward in this offseason? Well, I just want to tell tell the listeners and stuff, man. You know, we got the we, – we, we, we kind of wrapping up the season with the what we think what needs to change and – and the uh the playoff the playoff humiliation that that was that was handed to us at, at the hand of the New York Knicks. Uh, we just want to say that during the during the offseason, uh Big G, BP, and myself will still be here on That's Rather Cavalier. Uh we'll be talking about we'll be breaking down player player analysis. Like we kind of just briefly got into Isaac Okoro. We can have a whole show debating and talking about each of the players that's that's in the rotation for the Cavs, and we'll do something like that. With as as the free agency comes, the beginning of July, we'll talk about uh, potential offseason moves, and the draft is in June, and we'll talk about free agency. So we just want you to know that we'll be here 
uh, on that's rather Cavalier podcast still talking about the talk about our, our I don't want to do like Big G and say beloved Cavs, but talking about our team. <laughs> you know, beloved is your thing, Big G. <laughs> oh, for sure, for sure. Parting shots, BP. What you saying about the Cavs moving forward and and rocking with the podcast? Well, first of all, I want to thank everybody for listening. It's been fun. You know, I wish we had more victories in the playoffs to have, you know, to basically talk about. It was a lot more fun to do a show after we won, after as opposed to when they lost. So let's, you know, look forward to more wins in the playoffs next year. I think the Cavs, I think they'll do, make the right moves. I'm hoping they'll make the right moves in the offseason. Dan Gilbert is a super wealthy guy. I don't think, I think they will go into like that, you know, that, uh, the luxury tax, they, they might have to, because the best teams are, Golden State has about 170, $180 million payroll when the payroll is $125 million. Yeah. So they are paying these huge luxury tax bills that the Cavs have said they want to avoid, but I don't know if they can avoid that anymore. So I'm looking forward to a good off season, bringing in some of these guys we've talked about, You know, even a guy like Ruri Hashimura, that was on the Wizards, now he's on the Lakers, he's a free agent. Kelly yeah. Oubre Jr. is a free agent. I want to yeah. see one of these top, you know, youngish guys, small forwards on this Cavs team next year. I don't mind bringing Isaac Okoro off the bench, but if we have to keep starting guys like Isaac Okoro and Dean Wade, it's not going to work out. Even, you know, Karis LeVert is good off the bench. So if we can come in, you know, next season into the fall of next season with eight or nine really super strong guys along with a backup center, I'll be happy. And I think, you know, we got a great team here. I don't want to lose Donovan Mitchell. I don't want to lose you know any of these court four guys. I love Jared Allen, you know, but he needs to be better. He needs to learn from the, this playoff series against the Knicks. But yeah, I want to thank everybody for listening. It's been fun working with you guys, and you know, hopefully we can do more of this stuff. And uh, you know, it was fun when we brought in the guy from the Knicks as well. We yeah. could do that with other teams, and uh, look forward to next season. But I think next season will be a better season than this past season. That's for sure. For sure. Hey, thanks for checking us out on That's Rather Cavaliers podcast on the Fans First Sports Network. Thanks for listening on Apple and Spotify and watching us on YouTube, the Know-It-Alls channel. Please like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Check us out and download the podcast. As for me, Big G, my boy Tate Boy Fresh, and you know how we do with BP. Thanks for listening. We're out of here. Peace. Let's go, Let's go, Let's go,